Hey Simon, what's going on buddy? I just walked in the door man, what's happening with you? Mate, probably nothing as exciting as you to be walking in the door at 10am, unfortunately for me, so... I'm bracing myself for a Redmond story here. What happened to you? Oh, man. I went in the city fucking... So last night, whatever, went in the city. And as happens when you're drinking, we start talking filth to a couple of girls or whatever. And I tell one of them the whole story about, you know, the last bonk in a Holden. You remember that story? Yeah, yeah. And so I tell her, you know... It's ingrained in my brain, unfortunately. <laughs> I tell her the whole story. like, And then we get in the back seat, right? And she goes, hold on, whoa, whoa. Why'd you get in the back seat? I'm like, because we couldn't... The front seat's no good. She goes, no, no, the front seat is good. I'm like, how do you figure? She goes, you got to do reverse cowgirl. <laughs> so, right. we're, yeah, so we're drinking, 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 whatever, and the night wears on and the bouncer's like, fuck, we're the last people to leave. There was nobody else in there. They kicked us out there. Fuck off his go, whatever. So I'm like, well, do you want to put your money where your mouth is? And she's like, yeah, fuck right. Eh? So, or something else where your mouth is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we jump into the old Commodore, whatever, and fucking away we go at it. And she's telling me, wind the seat forward, you know, to increase the angle as, as you do whatever. You know, so, right, right. So I'm winding the seat forward and we're pounding away, grinding away, whatever. Wind the seat forward and she's like, oh, baby, wind the seat forward more. So I'm like, fuck, I'll wind the seat forward. But finally, she says to me, a bit, just wind the seat forward more. I'm like, for fuck's sake, you've got to be able to vacuum the mats any second. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just tell her that you've got a small cock and it doesn't matter how much you press yourself against her, it's not going to go any deeper? Like, what was the go there? I've found that the length of your cock is in direct proportion to the ability of your lying. I can lie like <laughs> fucking Johnny Holmes, man, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. The crazy part about that is that just puts a new sling to the whole thing of, like, walking around like a half-open pocket knife because your entire <laughs> body would have looked like a half-open pocket knife sitting in the chair all jammed up. Did you get your little corkscrew attachment out? Was that, like, fair upper? I had, like, a half-open pocket knife with the world's smallest pot rivet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you go out in the cities these days, mate, and they are fucking philistines. Happened to me in Sydney, happened to me. So we're out in towns or drinking uh, before the Ford virus, any of this fucking coronavirus crap. I just call it the Ford virus because it's fucking shit. Appropriate. Yeah. 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 So I'm out drinking with this fucking girl or whatever. And I said, oh, because towns are obviously um, is right on the, the beach there, the Strand. You've, you've been, yeah, the yeah. Strand. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I said, this girl, oh, we'll get a bottle of wine and we'll go down the beach or whatever. She's like, yeah, fuck, no problem. I think she was German or something. I can't remember. So... I go to get down the beach, and the fucking security guard stops, goes, oh, mate, you can't drink on the beach. I'm like, buddy, I'm taking this girl down here. I've got wine. What the fuck is... And he's like, no, nah, fuck you. Anyway, thanks, millennials. That's a uh, good effort. <laughs> so you're telling me it was the Commodore, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's the VESS you took out. That's and one. I know you don't drink drive, so did you leave the Commodore in town? What's this, what's the go there? That's what I normally do, right? So uh, year, even years ago, when I was living in Sydney, if you're going to get a drink, and I always just drive the car to the pub or to the out to the nightclubs or Kings Cross, wherever you're going, you drive the car there, but then you leave it there. It's got a couple of purposes. You, you get a lift home in the taxi, or get the in Sydney, you get the train home, or whatever. The next day, you can either jog back or get a lift with a mate. So you're only paying for one taxi fare. But if you get stuck or jammed up. It's also a motel. <laughs> Look, I know I probably should be focusing on the whole sex part of this story, but the thing I'm kind of amazed about is that you went back today and your VESS Commodore with its beautiful paint. I love, fuck, I love the colour of your car. It's V8, it's immaculate. It was still there today. Is that what you're telling me? It wasn't stolen overnight out of Townsville, the fucking world's hugest car theft capital of the world? 
I did get it back. I'm, I'm starting to have some issues about it. I'm like, why won't you steal my car? It's like, you know, at school, the teacher that didn't touch her. I'm like, why don't you touch me? What the fuck? You really want that? You only want the fucking football captain? But uh, Townsville, does un- <laughs> Townsville does, unfortunately, I think, lead the nation per capita in car theft, man. It's fucked up. It is pretty bad. That's why I'm just, I'm actually mortified that it was. I'm really happy that it wasn't, but I'm really mortified and surprised that your car wasn't stolen because it's such a, like a fucking cool car and it's the sort of car that someone would want to steal, you'd think. I, but, think, it, I think if someone jumped in it this morning, fuck, what's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck's the passenger seat all bent forward? It's not a two door. No one has to get into the back. There's back doors for that. Yeah. It, smell, it smells yeah. like a corkscrew cock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, love it. Hey, mate, today we're actually going to be doing 1979, a bit of a a year in review. I can't speak. Oh, my God. A bit of a (laughs) – hang on. (laughs) Today we're doing 1979. (laughs) This is like my third take. We just cut out the last two, okay? I just can't speak. Got got the giggles up, eh? (laughs) (laughs) We're actually doing 1979, and it's kind of like – as you know, we've been texting back and forth a bit about this over the last couple of weeks. And 1979, we haven't done a year in review for ages. It's like old school TTS. And as we near episode 50, we're getting to that point where we probably can say it's old school. It seems like ages ago we did one of these. Um, I think, yeah, man, I have been I've been writing for this podcast the last couple of weeks. You and I have been texting back and forth, man. It's been as much fun as... Fucking Shane Warne's cock, man. Fuck, I've had an enjoyable time writing for this, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liz Hurley, really? Hey, the other, the other thing is, congratulations on episode 52, Simon. I reckon, fuck, I, I texted you the other day. You said to me, let's do a podcast this couple of years ago. What I actually thought you meant or how, you know, I'm fucking hopeless. So I, I don't follow through and he goes, I'm going to do. But when you said to me, let's do a podcast, I my interpretation of that, was you and I are going to bullshit each other and bench race and get drunk and talk about how great our podcast would be if we'd done it. I didn't understand that you were going to fucking roll your sleeves up and get us a podcast, mate. Thank you, Simon. Oh, mate. Well, look, just to confirm with you, it's not actually episode 52. It's episode 48. But that just goes to show <laughs> that you were just going along with any kind of hopelessness angle. But no, nah, man, look, at the end of the day, you fucking – I know it's really, really cliched. I'm going to get hate mail for this, but – you fucking only live once, and if you've got bucket list shit you want to do, you just got to do it and tick it off. And one of the things I wanted to do was fucking do a podcast with you. So That's get awesome. it done. Yeah. I, I call it episode 52, but it's 48. That's like saying my car does, you know. My car will do 10-second quarters with a 150-pound boost in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We'll run tens. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. run we'll run tens if you drop another hundred and fifty fucking grand on it and ch- <laughs> and and change everything except the fucking number plates. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run tens if you increase the exhaust from two and a half to three inch. Yeah, yeah, heard it all before. Hey, without any further ado, I might play the opener, mate. Please do. Thong Slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Rightio, just double confirming with you, mate. We're episode 48 of the Thong Slappers podcast and we're going to be discussing 1979. And plus, I've got a bit of domestic bliss I want to add on to the end, as I'm sure you do. But before that, I just wanted to do a bit of feedback, which is something we haven't done for a really long time. So, um... I'm just going to jam a bit of that in here now. So we got a message from Dominic Pell about a month ago. Now, Dominic, he's had some really cool cars. He's got an HK. It was really tough. He races like Drag Challenge and that sort of thing. And he's also got a Sigma with a V8 motor in it. And we got this message from him um, probably about uh, probably about three or four weeks ago. Anyway, it's still current. G'day, mate. Just want to let you know I've just found the Thong Slappers podcast. I'm not real tech savvy and have only been onto this whole podcast deal for a couple of weeks and tripped over that. The Thong Slappers. I've binged on it. Oh, you poor cunt. <laughs> and I'm up to episode 10 and want to let you know it is fucking awesome. See, the thing is, he hasn't gone past episode 10. So we should probably kind of warn him it's all downhill from there. It feels as though we are sitting around having a barbecue and sucking piss talking cars. My mate Nathan Clark and I listened to a few episodes last night whilst doing a bit on the HZ and thoroughly enjoyed it. Just wanted to let you know and let your mate Redmond know as well. Well, thanks, Dominic. We always appreciate positive feedback. And, um, mate, we're just happy to hear that you've been enjoying the podcast. And thanks for letting us know. That's probably 
pretty much the only feedback we've had for ages. <laughs> I wrote, no I, news is good news, mate. You know I wrote that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Hey, I've got to say, with this 1979, holy fuck, you were, you were going to be sick of the sound of my voice. Some of the shit that I've come up with for 1979, it is voluminous, to quote you. It is voluminous, the amount of information that's going to be here. Okay, so just strap yourself in. You might want to make yourself a fucking cup of tea or do something because there's a lot to get through. All right? This is just – forget talking about, like, movies and music and stuff like that and cars. This is just to do with shit that went on in 1979. Okay? That was unbelievable. Do you know that um, Anne Seddon was Miss Australia of the Year in 1979? Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, I also read somewhere that the Miss World Finals were held in Perth. Was that where that was? That all happened? I think so, Is yeah. Is that where she would have gone as an entrant, maybe? Well, that's where all the hot, okay, chicks, cool. oh, that's where all the hot chicks come from, Brisbane. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. If you're a hot chick from Brisbane, direct messages. <laughs> me, me, direct message me. <laughs> hey, speaking of direct messages, we share, of course, the same Instagram, so we share the same messaging thing. Yep. How is that guy? Sending us fucking photos of his missus, <laughs> like nude photos. And this is no bullshit. I swear Obviously, it's true. I'm not going to put the photos up or say who it was. But there was a guy sending us like nude photos of his missus. And there was no holding back with the views and the angles and all the rest of it. And we're like texting each other on the side, like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck's going on here? And then he writes, he writes, she shaves it four times a week. I wrote back, fuck, get her off the hormone replacement <laughs> treatment, eh? Like, fuck. Uh, was it out of control? Um, and I'm trying to be a bit, bit polite about it. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks for the photos, buddy, whatever. And you're like, don't encourage him. <laughs> Look, we don't condone that sort of behaviour, but we're not going to stop you doing it either. Oh, I Let's fucking condone it. It's highly condoned <laughs> by me. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> oh, all right. Some fruit um, loops, eh? Okay, 1979, Australian Prime Minister was Malcolm Fraser. And look, all I have to say is 1979 Queensland Premier, and everyone out there is going to know the fucking answer. I don't even need to say his name out loud, do I? <laughs> yeah, the same one as the whole time we've had this podcast. I can't spell oh, yeah. I certainly can't fucking spell it, that's for sure. <laughs> or pronounce it. Tell him the name. Um, Joe Bjorki Bibbs. Boom. Let's just do a blanket coverage for any year we review. <laughs> I don't care if it's 2012 when he's, you know, been long past. It's always going to be Joe. Okay. Absolutely. Now, Australia's highest ever daily rainfall was recorded at Bellenden Kerr Station in Queensland in 1979. 1,140 millimetres in one day. Shit. Wait, wait, what's that near, mate? What's the location of that? Oh, I would have a clue. But thinking station, it's going to be out west or Beef, northwest, yeah. surely. Bellenden Kerr Station. It sounds like a big fucking place. I know that much. Well, um, Tully has the highest annual rainfall north of here, so I'm sure it might be oh, somewhere yeah. around there. And they fucking lie too. That's like Cloncurry's got the hottest ever recorded temperature. You talk to the locals like, ah, we fucking made that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's a couple of names. Well, not really a couple of names. But one brand name you're going to be like, holy fuck, I haven't heard that forever. Dominic Speranza. He hijacked a Pan Am plane at Sydney Airport. Wow. What happened there? He- well, he hijacked it for four and a half hours. He was eventually shot dead by police. And along that theme of hijacking, which is something, well, I guess since 9-11, you don't really hear a lot about people hijacking planes, that's for sure, and thank fuck for that. Philip Suleni, he attempted to hijack a TAA plane near Brisbane. <laughs> right? This is the best part of the story. He was actually disarmed by a hostess called Esme <laughs> Carson. Now, the lesson you've got to learn from this story is that you don't fuck with Esme, do you? And it's likely that if you're getting an all with Esme, she's going to be the one on top and in control. <laughs> She'd be winding that seat forward. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. TAA, though, like, where how long has it been since you've heard that name? So there's two long-gone airline carriers, Pan Am and, T- and TAA. And hijacking. It's funny how the, the yeah. it changes because in my day of my youth, the terrorists weren't from Middle East. You know where the terrorists were from? Everywhere. Ireland. Oh, of course. Like Remember? IRA and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, yeah that's a big thing. Yeah, or, and mm. that, that's, that's, <clears throat> that's all changed now. So, yeah, it's... It is. Oh, sad thing. was There was a fire at Luna Park which killed seven people, including six kids. I think it was the roller coaster electrical faults. 
the American space station called Skylab. Do you remember that? Oh, it crashed absolutely. In, it crashed in Esperance in Western Australia. Skylab. That was kind of the thing that it almost became not so much a joke, but it'd be like you see a shooting star and it'd be like, oh, that's just Skylab coming crashing to the earth. But wasn't it exciting? Man, the, the mm. space race in the 80s, it was really exciting. Eh? Like, yeah, that's, that's, well, a good, that's a good uh, good bit of work there, Simon. Spot on. Well, when you think about 1979, uh, man had only landed on the moon sixty nine. Only been ten years, so yeah, it was still very fresh. The Australian Federal Police were established in nineteen seventy nine, and the first lotto draw took place in New South Wales. So what's that? Nineteen seventy nine. That's forty one years ago. I still haven't won the fucking. Yet, so <laughs> anyway, I'll have to keep trying. Yeah, but they they, uh, they they can break gambling down to a tiny little bit socially accepted thing that you can buy over the counter at least now. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the point. Now, another big thing from 1979, Ted Green Dog Stevens. He became an unlikely hero in the face of the trucky blockade to abolish road tax. Do you ever remember that? I remember reading about it in Truck and Life back in the no, day. I'm, in no, that was my dad used to bring Truck and Life home all the time. And as a kid, I'd read about this, yeah, road tax and blockade and this guy Green Dog. Yeah, and it actually fucking worked. They abolished road tax because of it. You had 2,000 mainly owner-drivers fucking pulled up stumps and, um, yeah, all over Australia. Oh, good and they on, actually, all the states abolished road tax, so that worked out pretty well. I was reading a quote from one of the, the drivers. This was actually reported in The Age back in the day. And this quote was, this is talking about a couple of drivers who wouldn't actually abide by the conditions to stop. Yep. And it's got here, we won't work with scabs that let us down. Scabs. <laughs> Fuck the scabs. And then did he finish his sentence off? Anyway, I've got to go for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to music. Fuck. Look. Oh, 79 is pretty fucking good for music. It's, it is jam tight. Now, look, if people you know, stop listening as a result of this, I fully understand. But when you actually go in and look at how many iconic songs were released in 1979... I've narrowed this down to a list of 20, okay? It's a lot of fucking songs, so my apologies. But just remember I said narrowed down, so there's still a fucking shitload more. All right, bear with me. My Sharona by The Knack. Fucking hate that song. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson. Message in a Bottle by The Police. Bad Case of Loving You, Robert Palmer. Tragedy by The Bee Gees. In the Navy, one of Village People's hits for that year, which was also YMCA as well. Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd, Heartache Tonight by the Eagles, Video Kill the Radio Star from the Buggles. That's a good one. Lo- it is, yeah. yeah. Lonesome Loser by Little River Band. Kiss, I Was Made for Loving You. <sighs> Boomtown Rats, I Don't Like Mondays. I love this next one. Up There Kazali by Two Man Band. <laughs> That's a good song. You know, the, yeah. It is Aussie Rules song. Computer Games by My Sex, which is a great song. Dream Police by Cheap Trick, another goodie. And my most hated song, probably, I, I'd almost say ever, Cool for Cats by Squeeze. Oh, the lyrics are so good. Fucking hate oh, that song. The corporal oh, takes position behind the bushes and the grass. It's fucking perfect. It's, it's, even, no. sang, it's even sang with that fucking geezer accent. <laughs> oh, it kills me. It kills I love me. it. And, uh, <laughs> it's got that, it's got that uh, is it the snare drum? Goes through the whole song. It's fucking good. There's also, I'll just quickly, while I'm doing this, I'm just going to, I will list out the top 10 Australian singles for that year, Okay, as in on the Australian charts, the top 10. So it might be a couple of double-ups. But anyway, you guys all get over it. Number one, Lay Your Love Me by Racy. My sister was mad for Racy. She had all their tapes. They had a couple of big hits. So, yeah, number one, Lay You Loving Me by Racy. Number two was I Was Made for Loving You from Kiss. Number three was Heart of Glass by Bondi. That's a good Bondi. one. That's a good song. Do you know the uh, story about Blondie being the first ever rapper? No, I don't. Um, what's that song? Um, and, she's, and she. Oh, yeah. I can picture the song now you said rapping. Um, oh, Jesus, what's it called? She does the Mercury's and Subaru's. And yeah, that's Star. it. Yep. Um, Keep on eating cars. Oh. That's it, yeah. We've got cars from Mark. And they reckon that, yep. that that is the first ever artist to record a rap, mate. It's a, 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 wow. a, a blonde white chick, yeah. And then Eminem done his thing, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's sorry crazy. To it's, yeah. It, it's crazy. Like, 
Blondie, as in the band Blondie, and of course Deborah Harry and everyone else is in there, they were well into their 30s by the time they actually hit it big in the 70s and the 80s. And like I'm, I like my mum, she loves Blondie. Like she's always been a Deborah Harry fan. And like I, she was watching a thing the other day and telling me that actually Deborah Harry's, you know, I think she's mid 70s now. Like she's older than my mum, and my mum's 72. And um, yeah, so there you go. Like Did- they were actually, you know, well into adulthood before they hit the big time in the 70s. Blondie. Did you see um, the West, uh, the Australian newspaper on the weekend? Paul Hogan's fucking 80. Holy shit. I know. Yeah, forget scary. about it. Yeah, that's scary. Rightio. Next up, Some Girls by Racy was number four. Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez, number five. It's got a good baseline. Rats, I, I Don't Like Mondays was number six. Fuck, I hate that song. So do I. Do You Think I'm girls. Sexy by Rod Stewart, number seven. Uh, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Le Freak by Chic was number eight. Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart was number nine. And Pop Music by M was number ten. You know that? Talk about pop music. Talk bum, about, bum, you know bum. Yep. Yep. And there's heaps more, but I'm not going to go into them. I'm fucking sick of talking about music now. However, three of my favourite songs of all time were released in 1979. So my about not doing music didn't last very long take the long way home by super tramp fucking great yeah song. that is a good song yeah i'll give you that one yeah union city blues by blondie and yep. look not 79 was a massive year for blondie you had heart of glass and you also had dreaming were big hits for them but union city blues fucking love that song one of their probably lesser popular songs but it's like you and i've spoken about just privately over the years you just hear the start of a particular song and straight away you just know what it is. And, and Union City Blues has got that. Actually, I might just jam a bit of that in here. And lastly... It is, it is, and she looks so fucking sexy in that clip. She's just there with her big reflective aviators on, just doing a thing. And lastly, a song that I know you're also a fan of is Shipping Steel by Cold Chisel. That oh, whole yeah. thing, again, the opener of that song. Bah, 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 like, yeah, it just doesn't get much better than that. And that's about Port Kembla. Um, sh- uh, what is it? Uh, ship and steel. Uh, steel pigs, my only load. So they're carting the uh, waste from steel. Waste. Out of, yeah, mm. out of Port Kembla, man. That is a brilliant fucking song. Lyrically, I, I, I guess Don Walker must have wrote that because it's a bit above Bar- uh, Bar- I love Barnes. He told me he loves me once. But anyway, Don Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Can't say I fucking blame him. I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> But um, yeah, ship and steel, man. That's a that's a really really good one. You know what you've forgotten from nineteen seventy nine? Only the best fucking album ever. Right. Highway to Hell. ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I swear. I said to my darling ex wife, the true witch in the north. When we got married, she asked, "What do you want to dance to?" (laughs) The wedding song. I'm on Highway to Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, that was always the last. Yeah, Um, don't throw shit. I'm like, settle down. Don't throw shit. You can say no. You don't have to actually throw stuff at me. (laughs) Hey, also, I wanted to ask you. Oh, look, I can never remember this song, so my apologies. One thing that you told me about once was the fact that lyrically you'll see two people singing a song at, at the same time and they do it slightly out of time and you always say, and it's stuck in my brain ever since, it makes it sound really fat. There's a specific song that you always tell me about. Do you remember that conversation we had? Gold, John Stewart. I jump into my car and I throw in my guitar. Who's the other singer in it? Um, there's people out here turning music into gold. Just a chick. Ah, yeah, it's, but you know what? John Lennon, basically, John Lennon doesn't get enough fucking appreciation for how brilliant he was. So they said to him, he, you know, four track recorder, so he got guitars, 
drums, bass, and singer. So that was that was pretty standard. Mm. That's how most people recorded. John Lennon goes, well, fuck it. Let's do eight tracks, and we'll put my voice four times down. That's what gives him the fatness. Ah, yeah, but let right. me um, um, gold John Stewart. But, yeah. And you know who else is a fucking technician? Oh, hang on. Sorry. It's a chick from Fleetwood Mac, isn't it? Isn't it Stevie Cri- Nicks? Stevie Nicks. Yes, it is Stevie Nicks. Yeah. yeah, it, is, yeah. it is. Sorry it is. to butt in. What are we going to say? Who else is a great... Such and such. So Edge from the U two man. I know you're a massive fan of U two. We're gonna have a U two free podcast recording, okay? For the for the future, for the entirety of the future. But it's gonna be like us doing a podcast, not talking about cock or cum. Damn it. (laughs) Well, good call. (laughs) Hey, um, just what I wanted to talk about as far as that fattening of the lyrics is something I actually listen for in songs these days, and a really good one is actually Blondie Heart of Glass. If you have a listen to that and kind of in the chorus, you can actually hear Deborah Harry singing her normal, you know, higher-pitched version of the chorus, but also fattening it up a little bit out of time is her singing it again in like a deeper voice. Yeah, that, that's that's – that's absolutely and, a technique, yeah. Yeah, and it's something I fucking love it. Like it's something I'd never even noticed in songs before until you brought it to my attention. But now it's something I listen out for, and it really just works so well. And a lot of the blondest success comes down to actually a Queensland guy, Mike Chapman. He was their producer, and he was actually born in Nambour on the sunny coast. So he famously went on to. He's actually got an Order of Australia medal as well. But definitely look up Mike Chapman, and if you're interested, the Conversation Hour on Channel 2 a few years ago did a uh, recording with him, which was fantastic. He tells his life story. He worked with people like Susie Quattro, The Sweet, The Knack. He wrote that song, Kitty, for Racy, which actually, you might remember, it actually became, he rehashed it, and they did it as Mickey for Tony Basil. They did like a chick version singing about a guy, but that was originally Kitty by Racy, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He's produced some amazing stuff, really talented guy. And he also, uh, there's some song that was done by the Rolling Stones. Fuck, what was the name of that song? I'll have to find out what it is. And he's, you can actually hear him. He's the guy tooting the car horn in the background. It actually features a car horn. It's a real popular song. I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll post it on their Instagram. But there's actually... In the song, you can hear someone tooting a car horn in the background, and that's him. He was in, they had a car in the studio, like within the vicinity, he was tooting a car horn or tooting, yeah, tooting yeah. a car horn to add that extra little bit of a, a tune to their things, which I thought was pretty cool as well. You mentioned uh, Kiss, my most hated fucking band. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, I remember reading in Rolling Stone magazine in around the nineties or something when it was actually a fucking good magazine. They interviewed uh, Keith and Mick. You mentioned Rolling Stones. They interview yeah. Keith and Mick, and they go like, "Who do you who, who do you quote as being the best rock and roll band?" And Mick and Keith, Mick goes, "Every time we fucking see ACDC, we come home and Keith sacks the entire fucking sound crew because <laughs> they don't sound." And then and then they go on a bit further, and Mick goes, "I have to I have to admit, I can't fucking stand Kiss. Them boys work really hard, but fuck, they can't play all right." <laughs> Burn. <laughs> But he had an awesome tongue, so all the girls thought. No, oh, I can't stand Kiss, man. Elvis <laughs> Costello had Oliver's Army. Have you ever heard that album? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was under, what was his actual band name? Um, I don't know. It was him when he was in a band. I can't remember the band name now, but, yeah, no, I, that was is actually a really good song, yeah. And Highway to Hell's got that um, touch too much on it. I want to touch. If they release that song today, it will go to number one unfucking question. Hey, fuck it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, talking about you saying singing in a high key. When Brian Johnson done, so they brought him in to do Back in Black. It was his first album. You may have heard of it, Back in Black. Oh, I'm aware of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. When, when he come in, they recorded the whole lot, had it all ready. They had it in the can, as they say, ready to go. He listened to it and he goes, fuck, I'm singing in too high a key. And they're like, oh, fuck, what do you want to do? So he sent it to a few of his mates, the guy from Geordie, who Bon Scott yeah. used to sing for. He sent a couple other guys and goes, fuck, I'm really worried about this album. I'm singing it too high key. And a couple of guys go, oh, it sounds all right. 
<laughs> and then what happened? Yeah, exactly. Best exactly. album ever. I fucking love ACDC, man. They are such good. Well, Malcolm's passed away now, but uh, they were such good players. Oh, I tell you what. I reckon I could go toe-to-toe with Angus Young for amounts of cups of tea he drinks. Well, he drinks, Fuck, mate. In his book, yeah, oh. he drinks tea and he, he doesn't um, drink or take drugs. So he's saying that he's going off his fucking head in Los Angeles in a live concert. He's climbing up the fucking stacks. He's throwing his guitar. He's on Brian Johnson's um, shoulders at one <laughs> stage. He comes off and the cops go, look, we just want to know what drugs you're on so we can stop the kids getting them. And he's like, oh, it's fucking tea. And they're like, oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're like, where do you get that yeah. from? And he goes, China. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when I was on my ninth cup of tea yesterday, I thought, fuck me. I feel like Angus Young right about now. Got to oh, do something about that. And sorry, mugs, not cups. Incredible Scary. fucking player, Angus, man. Just Yeah, and, and big you time. Hit- you, you watch him on YouTube. He's saying, a oh, fucking Jimi Hendrix done this song. And he's trying to play a Jimi Hendrix song. And he goes, fuck. I can't play it. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, it's all right. Yeah, don't worry about it too much. <laughs> hey, moving on to TV, another big year for TV, 1979. 60 Minutes premiered, as in the Australian version of 60 Minutes. You know, like, and I'm George Fungus, that show. We had Prisoner kicked off. Fuck, mate, old Lizzie Birdsworth. She's probably still alive, you know. She was probably 90 when that show was being recorded. But fuck me, talk about wrinkles. Uh, we had Patrol Boat. Love Thy Neighbour, that Pommy show, did an Aussie yeah. special over here. Yeah. <laughs> there was Skyways. Do you remember Love Thy, Love Thy Neighbour? I'm, trying, no not, I'm trying not to do any of the racist lines out of it. Hey, I'm just thinking, is there a line that actually isn't fucking racist in it? Oh, nope. there's no way they could play that show these days. Uh, millennials anyway. would be jumping off bridges 10 at a time if they fucking played that show. <laughs> yeah. The World Around Us. Remember that show? Yeah. It was always like that show you kind of just watch in between something else, but it was actually pretty interesting, I guess, in hindsight. It was actually a big fucking year for kids' shows. We had Simon Townsend's Wonderworld, Wombat, and Shell's Neighbourhood, which, of course, was Shirley Strawn, former um, – or oh, the late Shirley Strawn, former lead singer of the Skyhooks. Do you remember Shell's Neighbourhood? Yeah, fuck, man. Redmond and Simons wrote the most awesome obituary for Shell, man. I was fucking nearly in tears. Fuck, it was well written because um, Redmond's son and Shell LeCour were mates. You know, generational gap there, but they were mates. Fuck, it was – I'll see if I can find it, man. It was just absolutely beautiful, eh? Yeah, it's just occurred to me. We could have called this podcast Red Simon. Ah, you've killed it. That's fucking awesome. We could have. We should have just called it Red Simon. And he couldn't have sued us because you're Red and I'm Simon. Uh, That's fucking way too good, man. I'm keeping that. That's staying. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it on with TV. Mork and Mindy, the famous five. Chips. Fuck. Chips. What a great show. Best theme song of any fucking show in the entire history of the world. Uncontested. Agreed. Different Strokes, and one of my favourite. Oh, actually, did I say Dino Mutt, Dog Wonder, the cartoon? <laughs> you know that dog which had, like, the tele- telescopic legs and shit? I've never seen it, but I'll give it a yeah. <laughs> and one of my favourite shows ever, which I still laugh at today. There's a lot of skits from it on YouTube. Now, I don't think this actually started in 79, but it was released in Australia in 1979, the Kenny Everett video show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had Sid's Not the Punk. You had Brother Lee Love, the guy with the big hands, the preacher. Yeah. Right? But my favourite was Carla from Captain Kremen. You know, they, they actually did like a, an acted version, but they also did a cartoon version. And good old Kenny Everett, the, the cartoon version of Carla had massive jugs. <laughs> Fuck, they were, good en- they were good entertainers, weren't they? Graham Kennedy, Kenny Everett. Yeah. Uh, D- uh, Ugly Dave Gray. Um, uh, who else? Yeah, they were fucking good entertainers because there was no YouTube, there was no channel. They had to actually do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, as you would have heard at the end of episode 47, actually, I've got to say something about Shannon, Tough 2532, just before I forget as well. The end of it, I, I put in a bit of a sound clip from the, it was actually the closing things from, closing credits from Blankety Blanks. And I got sucked into that whirlpool of YouTube where I started watching all these clips of Blankety Blanks and fuck, man, it was hilarious. Definitely (laughs) worth a look, people. But what I wanted to quickly say about Shannon, did you see the concept sketch that Barney did of, you know, I was saying to Shannon about he should build his transit banana back to be a Mr. Whippy cab thing? Yep. Barney did that. Fucking how cool would that be? You imagine if you saw a Mr. Whippy cab, you know, transit tray back, banana back thing, going past you with a green escort with tubs, flares, a blown 253 
it just would look so correct. It just looks so fucking mental. I don't think there's anything else that could tow that car as well as a Mr. Whippy Transit cabbed ice cream banana back. What do you reckon? <laughs> no pressure, Shannon. No <laughs> yeah. pressure, mate. Yeah, you know, we're just saying you have to do it. But don't make sure you well, fucking make sure, Shannon, you build a decent door handle. <laughs> but the thing is, like, that fucking car, it just would make sense to have yeah, a car that is so cartoon like with a Mr. Whippy cabbed banana back Ford Transit, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely agree. That's just me. I'll just keep I'll just keep sending him like messages <laughs> all times of the day and night with that photo from Barney at Barney's Autocraft. So yeah. I, I just subliminally keep rubbing it in. You mentioned sixty minutes. Sixty minutes to me is the absolute death of current affairs. Fuck, I hate that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like today, tonight, and you know, it's no different. Fuck, I hate it. It's lowest comedy number. It's John Laws for television. You know, at the end of the day, it's that bad these days, especially. I don't even know if it's still on. That's how much it doesn't rate in my psyche. It's fucking crap. Is it even still on TV? 60 Minutes? Might have certainly turned the TV on. Hey, um, in, in, <laughs> in 1979, what do you reckon the loaf of bread was worth? Oh, 10 wrong. cents or something. Wrong. 8 cents, maybe. Wrong. 54 cents. Oh, okay. What do you oh, reckon you a jug of milk was? Oh, uh, 69 cents. <laughs> I just want to say 69. <laughs> it was 19 cents. So fucking uh, average house in Bankstown, Sydney, was 32 grand. And the average wage was $8,000, eh? Yeah, yeah. Funny you mentioned wages. That's something I want to talk about and vice versa. Hey, I'm going to just nut out these movies. Yep. Now, before I say all these people, right, there's not many kind of movies that Australian, especially that really uh, I've even got to mention, but there's one that will just trump everything else probably for the next decade before and after 1979. All right. We've got the odd angry shot, which you've talked about before, actually yep. with Graham Kennedy. There's Tim. That was a movie done by Mel Gibson. You've also got pussy pumps up. Now that's not a porno. Like you're probably thinking that was actually a cartoon show for kids about a, a pussycat who becomes a superhero. But this is the big one that kind of trumps anything else. Mad Max, 1979. Thanks for coming. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. Or the headphones. One yep. or two. Absolutely yep. agree, man. Just yep. groundbreaking. Right. We're still watching it now. Is that? Oh, are we going to watch um, The Wolf of Wall Street in, in 35 years? Are we going to watch fucking um, Star Wars? We're not. That film. <laughs> Star Wars. I think there might be a couple of people who still might watch Star Wars. Oh, it's terrible. It's like self-serving. <laughs> right. You know, the first few are really good. Return of the Jedi is a pretty good film, George. But fuck, man, the last ones are just self-serving fucking rubbish, man. They're fucking... Hey, you know, the other film that you forgot to mention from 1979? Yeah. Frat House. Oh, with John Belushi. Nope. Is that John Belushi? No, it's a porno. Oh, okay, right here. Oh, I'm thinking of... Um... Animal House. Yes, you are. Now, no, Frat House, yeah. man, it's a pretty fucking good... It's got more bush than the Blue Mountains, but it's, like, it's, a, pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty fucking... You know you know, I love adult uh, films, and I'm not going to apologise for it. I fucking love them. Hey, um, I've just realised that I really didn't look at any international movies. I just kind of stuck with Australian. Is there any other international movies that you have come up with that I can add in here, mate? No, nah, 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 you fucking xenophobe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... Moving on, I just want to quickly talk about the 1979 van of the year. It was Greg Hocking's Green Knight. It was an HG Holden, and it had XC Fairmont headlights, had a custom grill. It had the nostrils that you find, like, and you know, XB bonnets, those yeah. nostrils. Had those on it, widened chromies, side pipes, 350. Oh, sorry, it was a 327 small block, actually, and I think it was a Muncie or a Saginaw behind it. Beautifully detailed inside and out. Uh, it was this kind of unusual green colour. I will post some photos on our Instagram page at the Fog Slappers. But the reason I can go on and on about this van for, for decades, I love it that much. It's actually one of the vans airbrushed on the side of Disturbia. Oh, sweet. Great. Yep. Great, great van. I did a story on it a few years ago for Street Machine Magazine. Top bloke, Greg. He's still into cars nowadays. He's got a Camaro, I think it is, a big block Camaro. And he's got something else. He and his son are building a Bedford van at the moment. So... Yeah, um, yeah, Greg Hocking, nice guy, and yeah, that van, it just, when he sold it, disappeared off the face of the earth, God knows what happens to it, but it was detailed, like, undercarriage detail, the chrome work in this thing was just incredible, awesome interior, it was like in kind of a black and yellow or black and gold crushed velvet and velour, and, um, uh, sorry, vinyl, yeah, so, yeah, really, really tough van, I will post some photos of that for people too. 
I hope so. Well, speaking about cars, uh, you, so mm-hmm. let's say it's 1979. I'm going to send you to uh, the car dealership for a brand new car. Okay. Right. Here's your choices. You ready? Yep. This is 1979. You're walking into a, a car showroom. From Holden, we have an Overlander 4x4. Yes. A, yep. a VB 5-litre, like a 5-litre Commodore. Yep. A HZ Statesman, a HZ Sandman, a HZ Ute. Ooh, fuck you, mate. It's a difficult choice, mate. You've got a VB wagon. You can get the VB wagon like I had and then fucking cocksucker stole it. You can get a one-tonner. Yeah. You can get just a normal panel van. You can get a Gemini. Oh, yeah, TE by then, wouldn't it? Yeah. TE? Yep. yep. You can get a 79 model A9X Tirana or an SLR 5000. Fuck, that'd be hard to beat, yeah. But the big thing is you can get a UC Sunbird as well. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I kind of might have cheated with my vice versa when it came to cars. So well, do you want to maybe tell me your vice versa first just so I can let the guilt just just sort of drop off can I while just, you're doing yours? Yep, I will. Say, I'll just finish off what else you can buy a brand new car. You know oh, what sorry, I'll, mate. So done yeah. And, you know, you can get a, a Datsun 200B, a Datsun Sunny, a 1200 Ute, a 720U, a Mazda 323, a brand new RX-7. In Fords, you could get a Bronco Big Block, an F100. Oh, nice. I know. Yep. An F100, a 5.8 litre XD, a fucking Cortina, an LTD, a, t- a Fairlane. That's what happens when you let us build our own cars. Mm. Yep, some good models there. Even though, like, by 1979, everything was just being strangled to death by emissions, there's still some really fucking cool models and shapes amongst that lot. Like, even a 200B. One twenty, fucking how good are Datsun 1200 Utes? They made those fuckers for years after the sedans and the coupes wrapped up. Absolutely. That compared to 2020, it's a fucking Titan. It's a fucking Mr. Universe contest compared to 2020. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah. Um, as far as a vice versa, what am I going to bring back from 1979? Fucking short hair. <laughs> what the fuck is the go with this mullet shit? Oh, okay. Classic. And the other thing is I'm going to bring back is proper eye-burning soap. Soap that makes children cry for two hours after you wash their hair in it, (laughs) hey? What the lots more tears formula? Yeah. Ah, This hurts. Yeah, well, fucking battery acid, you little fucking ginger fuck. (laughs) Remember getting your hair washed when you were a kid? It was like your mum had dragged me by the foot. I got hold of the door. The sister's there trying to scoop me up. You have to. But no, it fucking hurts, you fucking animals. (laughs) Fuck, that's right. It was always a chore, wasn't it? Fuck. What's your vice versa, Skip? (laughs) <laughs> okay, um, bringing back from 1979, look, Yumbo's, as you know, is a default <laughs> setting. It's as default as Joe Bjorki Peterson. The next thing I'm going to bring back, now, I steered away from the car side, but I will have a little bit of a um, look. Okay, I'll cover off the car really quickly. We reviewed 1978. I want to bring back an 8Z Sandman, Panama green, full Sandman, like lettering on the tailgate, side stripes, but I wanted to put huge flared guards on it, Trans Am front, four uh, porthole bubble windows on each side and green velour interior. Yes. Remember that? Absolutely. Right, and bring it back to the to now and plonk a genuine Sandman with all the stripes but all that extra stuff in a car show and watch the purest cry. i do exactly that again, but 1979 model, not a 78. So I'm a bit of a cock with that one, I'll be first to admit. What I would actually love to bring back for myself is 15 kilos of 1979 Mongo. Hang on. What I would like... <laughs> How's he going to finish this sentence? <laughs> Good luck. What I would love to bring back for myself... Now, this is, again, one of these ones where it's the third time I'm trying to say this. What I'd love to bring back for myself is a 1979 Mongoose Moto Mag BMX. 15 kilos of fucking awesomeness. <laughs> fucking love those bikes. And if you can do a cross-up for me. Oh, I could try. I'd probably be better at doing it back then than I am now. Holy fuck. And if there's something I could take back to 1979 from now, it'd be my wages. Like, you know, like our wages these days, we're fucking just like basically just a slight hiccup above the poverty line. But back in 1979, those wages, we would have been fucking millionaires. That would have been good. I bet I know one thing that you won't bring back from 1979. This is going to bring a tear to your eye like the soap. You ready? Yeah. Mercurochrome. Oh, fucking nasty <laughs> shit. I mean, the, the, the thing with that was, 
your skin had heal, but the red shit would still be on it. Like fucking weeks later, the re- so with that, like the scab had heal, but the, your mercurochrome would still be on there. The reward for stacking your bike at school was a surly <laughs> fucking teacher's aide gets to put that shit on you. Like, I just need stitches. I don't really want the fucking shit on my leg. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> just cut my leg off. It's less yeah. painful. Yeah. You, yeah, you mentioned yeah. purist. Um, I told you a good yarn uh, that I want to give to Dave Green, didn't I? Our, our good friend, of course, in Mutt, Dave Green. Yes, yeah. So I was reading a book the other day. You know, purist is a theme that he takes forward and it's a theme that you take forward and we're, and we're all pretty proud of it. So purist. So how's this? I was reading a book the other day and uh, it goes into when the Greeks uh, went through Asia Minor and into Asia to, to start mm-hmm. with, you know. So they, after the Romans, they, they started to go through that. Um, the Buddhists didn't have any statues back then. So the Greeks, right. so obviously the Greek statues are all like David. They're all um, abbed up guys with big legs, big arms, Thor. All, all their Greek gods are all pretty good looking guys, you got to admit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Buddhists looked and went, fuck, we need a fucking, um, we need a statue. Look at what they come up with, man. If that's not fuck the purists, <laughs> I've never seen little fat Buddha, no hair, fucking earrings. <laughs> And as soon as I read that, uh, as soon as I read that story, I went, Dave Green will love it. This is a proper fuck the purists right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Hey, speaking of fucking the purists, what have you got for domestic bliss lately, mate? Oh, domestic bliss. Let me have a look at a turn the page. So one thing with domestic bliss, uh, when you posted a video stuff about the transmissions, you've re- been... Re- <clears throat> you, you got me now. When you posted some of the stuff about um, the transmissions that you already... <laughs> Trust me, fucking trying to get that actually sorted was just as painful as trying to trying to actually say it. Was it was as painful as getting your cock stuck underneath a hemi head? <laughs> that that was less painful than trying to rebuild this transmission. Hey, um, yeah, so you, so you're saying that when you build a transmission, you put a few stripes on it, just so you know, you never know. Years down the track, this is you know, you've been doing it for twenty years. Years down the track, you might buy a car and it's got one on there. When I worked at a place in Sydney, Universal Tower Hire, actually, I think they're still there in Toon Gabby. We had a, right. uh, a Filipino gentleman called Mannix. Hmm. So he used to be a contractor and I was the employee. All his it wasn't tra- Brian Mannix, was it? It was actually beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. When he, um, when he used to rebuild it, <coughs> excuse me, when he used to rebuild any of his transmissions or his gearbox, you paint them red, the whole thing, whole thing red from the, you know, everything I'm talking yeah. to, I'm talking fuel pump, fucking radiator hoses, everything. And, Let's just say that he wasn't the world's greatest fucking technician. So we had a, a two-way back then. Uh, a lot of the companies in Sydney, instead, we didn't have mobile phones, so all the trucks had a two-way in there. So, it was yeah, like, so yeah. you used to have to pay to license your channel so they could call just you. So, you know, I think we were 2 M back then. So, um, yeah, copy 2 M workshop. So, you know, yep, you'd be walking. Yeah, got you, mate. Yeah, this truck shit itself again. Normally a D-series fucking cargo. So like, oh, right, <laughs> yeah, right, buddy, where I am, man, of our road, or I'm fucking manly, whatever. Okay, man, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get somebody on it. So, you know, you pack your ute up and off you go. <laughs> I remember it got that fucking bad with Mannix that we'd get an operator call up. Yeah, copy, workshop. So, yeah, mate, gotcha. This fucking thing shit itself. Uh, you know, I'm in Liverpool. Mate, can you tell me what colour the engine is? <laughs> <laughs> To a letter, man, I swear to... Get it, oh, it's fucking red. <laughs> I fancy that. No, but, uh, you don't no, need to send out. Exactly. But no, no domestic bliss uh, for me, Simon. I've got uh, yeah, nothing really. So um, what do you got for domestic bliss? Oh, well, speaking of transmissions, Jesus, what a clock that was. Now, as I've spoken about the podcast before, I did a full drivetrain swap between old days and Bert, my six-cylinder, formerly six-cylinder hardtop. So, old days, six-cylinder in, car sold, happy days, moving on, getting back to actually trying to get the other car back together with its V8 and torque flight transmission. Now, when I had old days on the road, this transmission I actually bought off a good mate of mine. It was in a, a, a um, oh, what do you call those things? It's like a Sigma. Scorpion. It was in a Scorpion. He had a 318 and 904 in. Right. <sighs> he parted the car. Yeah, it was a great car. Awesome thing. He parted the car out but kept the transmission. And he said, oh, hey, listen, mate, you know, if you want just to buy mine, he did me a super price on it, shift kitted. Uh, it had a, obviously a, a decent stall converter, all the rest of it. And I thought, well, you know what? This fucking saves me a bit of work. And I'd been in the car. I knew it was a good thing. 
So I bought this transmission off them. Normally, I just build all my own transmissions, but I was being a fucking lazy c- and there's nothing wrong with that. So I put this in the car, and on the highway, this is in the old days, around the 80 to 90K mark, as you were sort of cruising and your throttle would get lighter and lighter, it got this crazy kind of... It was like a vibration, but it was like a, more like a chattering. You could feel it underneath, like the the passenger. Oh, sorry, under the transmission tunnel kind of area, you could feel this chattering. Normally, you'd think, oh, the gearbox mount's fucked, or there's some bolts too long and it's rubbing against the floor. It was that sort of feeling? Yep. So I went. I just did the basics first. I chucked another tail shaft in it. Made absolutely no difference. I changed the gearbox mount. Made no difference. I actually changed the gearbox cross member made no difference, double-checked all the bolts, made sure there's nothing rubbing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I actually put a, a counterweight off a late-model 904 just in case. They did it on the late-model Valiance. They had, like, this big, basically, lump of cast something, cast aluminium or whatever, that bolted to the back of the transmission to try and take out vibration. Did that. Nothing made an ounce of difference. So I figured, right, it's got to be in the transmission. So I do the right thing, pull the transmission down, take the extension housing off. Sure enough, now... Torque flights run a big bearing on their output shaft that's very similar to like a manual transmission bearing, like a big roller bearing. Yep. So anyway, I pulled the extension housing off and the bearing is it's actually retained, depending on the transmission, they're either retained against like an edging of the output shaft and using a split ring, or sorry, a circlip, or it's actually re- it's actually retained by two circlips. This, this fucking bearing has been, it's got the wrong bearing on it, basically, is what the issue is. It's got the wrong bearing, and that bearing's had the ability to chatter up and down in too much space on the output shaft. It's fucked the output shaft, fuck the bearing, it's fucked, right? So, so, so the bearing is wrong internally, Diamond, or externally? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, gotcha. The actual, no, sorry, the actual width is incorrect. Oh, right, the right, yeah. So yeah. the two areas that the two the two circlips is supposed to sit between is supposed to be like a snug fit between the circlips. This had maybe two mil of movement. So what that meant was the output shaft was actually able to butt back and forth a couple of mil. That in turn has fucked every thrust bearing inside the transmission. Okay, so it had the end. The end flow of the transmission was about four and a half mil. <laughs> That's right. not end flow. Who's the it fucking was... asshole that put it in? Seriously, oh, who does that? Look, I've, I kind of know who's built the transmission. Oops. And it's very, it wasn't. No, it wasn't actually the guy I bought off. He's a really good mate of mine. Like it wasn't him. Yeah, That's but, for yeah. Sure. I'm but, saying look, somebody's put it together and fucked it. Yeah, who he's does just that? just cut cut a massive corner and and fucked it. Anyway, it's actually fucked the transmission internally to the point where the sprag or the one-way clutch of the transmission the hub has actually chewed out the back of the casing of the transmission so i went under the house where i've got like four or five spare 904s and this folks is why you keep spares okay don't let people laugh at you if they go oh look how much shit you got this is why you keep spares it ended up taking me three transmissions i had to pull apart to get enough parts as far as replacement core parts to rebuild the 904 right anyway this fucking bearing, like I replaced the apple shaft, it was all good. This fucking bearing, to try and actually get a replacement, it was a fucking nightmare. I ended up having to get one in from the States. But the whole process of actually trying to find someone who could supply one, like I got onto American websites and, yep, I was able to get the bearing, but they either wouldn't get back to me or they'd say, no, sorry, we don't sell to Australia anymore. There was always some drama. The issue being that this particular bearing had a 295 millimeter internal diameter and it's different to a lot of other torque flights, which makes it quite a rare thing. And <laughs> anyway, so I'm trying to find someone to track me down this bearing. I went to all the big-name bearing shops and I actually took a sample in. I'm saying to the guys, listen, it's got 29.5 in the part number. Like, this is how specific it needs to be. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they just give me some bearing and it's fucking wrong. Like, it's 30 mil. And I said to this one particular guy, don't give me a 30 mil ID. It's got to be 29.5, right? Anyway, so he gives me a 30 mil. I said, mate, I just said to you, it's got to be 29.5. It's got to be in the part number. Oh, oh, we don't do those. He goes, oh, hang on, I'll go back. He gets his vernies out. He measures mine again. He goes, oh, it's 29.5. I think, oh, well, look, I can't remember what it is in Imperial. I think it's like one and eight thirty tooths. So who fucking knows? Anyway, the millimeters is easy because it's actually on the bearing part number. So he gets the vernies out. He measures the bearing. He comes back. He goes, oh, here's the right one, mate. So I just grabbed it and went home. It was too fucking big. He basically gave me the same bearing twice. I was like, fuck. Anyway, to cut a, a long story short, as opposed to our short story long, which this is turning into, 
I ended up getting the correct bearing. I had to import it from America, air freight. cost me a fucking fortune. But I have to say that Bearing Stocks Australia, it's like Screek in Brisbane, are the only company that were able to actually help me and get me the right part. So a huge fucking kudos to them. Bearing Stocks Australia, Slacks Creek, it got me the right part. Because along the way, I'm like asking people in the Chrysler world, I'm putting posts on Facebook, hey, has anybody got one of these 29.5? And I'm saying, I don't want a 30 mil. It doesn't have to be 727. It's got to be 904. Everyone's going, oh, just go to a bearing shop. I'm like, mate. I've Never thought of that. Read the post. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I'm in the fucking trade. Like, I'm not the smartest in the world, but I'm definitely not the dumbest either. I might be close, but I'm not that dumb. And people are going, oh, you're just going to the wrong bearing shops. It's like, no, 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 no. Anyway, short story long, I got the transmission back together. I fucking striped it up. It's ready to go back in the car. But the next issue is because the automatic transmission was flopping around like a cock in a sock internally, it's actually fucked the engine thrust. <laughs> like the, uh. the engine, the crankshafts, yeah, moving back and forth way too much. So I'm hoping it's just fucked the actual thrust face of the thrust bearing and not actually the face of the crankshaft. So... I've got to pull the sump off and have a look. So that's my domestic unbliss at the moment. Isn't that incredible that um, it was still driving? It was still actually getting motion, eh? Oh, yeah. Fucking oath. It still drove. No worries. It just had this funny vibration at 80 k's. And I have to to ask, Simo, when you're looking for that bearing, did you check in the degrees of tin? (laughs) (laughs) And the brush. Total head fuck. When I asked you about your domestic bliss and you Google, uh, you, you text back, I'm fiddling a tranny. I'm like, well, I'm not judging you. <laughs> not <here to laughs> you gave me pointers. What are you talking about? <laughs> not here to judge you. <laughs> you. You told me to sit on my cock, it'll go numb, and when I jerk, it'll feel like I'm jerking someone else's cock. <laughs> no, I said to use your left hand. Oh, fuck, damn it. You probably tried all the options anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm like a fucking triple gold medalist masturbator. <laughs> Never gets old, that shit. Eh? And there we go. We have not had a podcast where we don't mention masturbation. Hey, 1979, Peter Brock won Bathurst Man. In a, Champion. Yep, in a fucking 8.9X. The last lap was 2.21, the fastest lap of the whole race, man. That 308 Fuck. Yeah, it's singing in third. See, Brocky tells a story. In qualifying, man, he holds that thing in third gear the whole way up mountain straight. He doesn't pull fourth because he's got to get that 7,800 RPM bucket. He led every lap, man. In 1979, Brocky in that A9X, he led every fucking lap. Brian Plankman built, like, you know, Barney and <laughs> Brian Plankman built the engine in that thing, man. Dad, he's, a, he's actually my dad. <laughs> He, lapped, he does a good job, doesn't he? He lapped up to 10th place. And in the last lap, he lapped a Volvo, which is a fucking hollow victory. But fucking... <laughs> <laughs> It's a victory all the same. And still, that's it. But uh, yeah. well, Simon, if, if you're good to go, man, I'm going to have to get out of here. I'm sorry. I'm oh, out, me too, mate. I'm out of time. I've got to do a favour. I've got to do a favour from Shannon253. Oh, you're looking up transits for him. I'm doing him. Mr. Whippy Parts. Man, he gave me two beers at Summonat. Seriously? Fuck, I've got to do him a favour. Have, <laughs> right, have you heard the story? Okay, so I'm not going to go, buddy, but give my love to your family, except for Sonny the Clap Clap. Oh, Sonny, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I've got a story to tell you about him next episode. Well, remind me to tell you oh. my Staffy Olympic story. I think I texted to you the other day. <laughs> next episode, yes. man. Looking forward to it. This is the funnest thing that I ever do is this podcast. Simon. Thank you very much, buddy. Oh, man, me too. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. We look forward to speaking to you in episode 49 of the Pong Slappers podcast. And if you're, we'll if, if, you then. if you're still listening to this podcast, we love both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include us? If it's us, it makes it zero. Remember remember this was twice voted Australia's best podcast? (laughs) Two votes. (laughs) (laughs) And I I didn't even vote. That was you twice. I've got to bounce, Simon. See you, mate. Thanks for that. Bye. Bye, buddy. (laughs) 